brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When it comes to dating, Seattle is pretty tough. I'm Carly. I'm 33. I live in the city and I'm a Pacific Northwest local. And these are my dating stories. I wanted to share these stories because I know I'm not the only one who says, what the fuck was that? Hey, everybody, it's time for another episode. Um, I know we, you know, we're always doing this kind of in a lazy timeline, but, you know, we're still in a pandemic. Um, not everyone is, is dating. And this season, as you know, you listeners know, has been really focused on interviewing other people, um, since you all know I am in a relationship now with Colin. Um, so first, I just want to um, introduce my co-host, Mark. Let him say hey. What's up, Carly? It's definitely been a hot minute since we've been doing this together. Glad to be back with you. Yeah, definitely. I'm so glad to see your face it's, uh, via Zoom again. It's the easiest way for us to record. And then for this episode, I brought on my friend, Sean. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself, and then I'll explain why I asked you here. Hi, Carly and Mark. Hello. Thanks for uh, thanks for asking me on. I'm Sean. And... Um, you had asked me on this uh, podcast after you and I had a pretty fun conversation about um, ethical non-monogamy and relationship anarchy and sort of all the fun stuff I've been up to along those lines. So <laughs> excited to be here. Yeah, I know. It's like every story that we talk to, because I've realized that I, um, even though I've been on you know hundreds of dates, I'm still fairly, I don't want to say, um, you know, I am a monogamous dater. Um, I find other types of relationships interest, interesting, but it's not something that I'm interested in for myself. And yeah, based off of stories and just this podcast, we've had listeners ask to have topics about open relationships and other different types of relationships outside of monogamy. And uh, because you and I are good friends, I just thought, you know, why not? Like, have you show your story? Um, because it's just, Sounds like a wild ride, and I know there's probably people who can relate with you, and that's why I want to make sure I, you know, represent all types of people um, and listeners um, in the Seattle area. 
So, so first, I'd love you to do a little quick introduction of, you know, who you are. Um, and then I'd love to follow up with what has been your uh, dating history. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, Sean, I am 39 years old. Um, I am a divorced father of a middle school daughter uh, using they, them pronouns. So that's a whole other conversation and topic of uh, current current affairs. Um, and as far as me and kind of online dating situations, so I've, I've been doing the online apps uh, and online dating for about six, seven years now. Um, going all the way back to Craigslist personal ads, if you can believe that, before Whoa. they got uh, <laughs> <Sesta Fosta> away. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And so since then, there's, uh, you know, I got the usual ones and there's been a smattering of new ones coming out, kind of more tailored to where I'm at with things today. But yeah, it's been a journey. Like new like apps for like open relationships? Yeah. So, yeah. So like Shield, I mean, I don't know if I'm supposed to say app names, but there are apps that have been specifically because, you know, the, the main ones. The, the you can name them unless you don't want to. Yeah, I'm definitely not getting paid to name them, so nobody makes that mistake. But <laughs> so Tinder and Bumble are definitely for monogamous relationships. Um, and there's apps out there now where you can actually create a profile, pair it with your partner's profile, and it just makes it easier if you're looking for the not so monogamous side of things. That is so awesome, like in the sense for those people, because I remember being on Tinder and seeing couples. And was like, I think maybe once I swiped right, because I was curious, like, am I hot enough for this couple? Not that I was ever going to go anywhere <laughs> with it, but it was like, you know, curious killed the cat. Um, <laughs> and like, and I probably shouldn't have because it's not nice for those people. Um, but I just, that's, I had no idea because I've just been out of the game. I mean, since, yeah, uh, August 2020 is when I started dating Colin, so I have not been paying attention like I should um, as a dating podcast or host or whatever I am. <laughs> um, no worries. Wow, that's wild. So I'd love, before we kind of get more to that, because it's always the topic, listeners, as you can guess, is hearing more about open relationships, how it works. Like, I only know because I've read. I've never talked, spoken to anybody directly i don't know mark if you know anybody who's been an open uh, non-monogamous relationship or is this your first conversation also yeah i i'm ready to jump in i i can barely wait to ask a couple of questions here because <laughs> i'd consider myself a, a serial monogamist right and uh maybe somewhat sheltered or naive on the subject so um i know you had a, another question ahead of this but i'd love to hear how like relationship anarchy is defined yeah happy to so um now this one is almost guaranteed to get me in hot water with somebody because it's i mean the term itself has only been around about 15 years and nobody really treats it the same and the whole anarchy aspect of it when i think about it you know in any time i meet a new person whether it's a, a a cashier at the grocery store, a coworker, somebody on an app. Um, the relationship anarchy part for me is I have no expectations about what this is going to turn into. I'm not automatically pursuing a romantic interest just because I met them on a dating app. Uh, I'm not automatically assuming there is no romantic interest just because I meet them in a strictly 
boring or vanilla or platonic sense. Um, it's really for me about just being open to being as candid and direct with myself and what I want and finding ways that I click with this particular person. Um, that's the very short answer. So, I mean, that means that I have some new friends or some recent friends who we watch Marvel movies and ride bikes and occasionally meet up for dumplings. Uh, and that's it. And we have a great friendship. They're some of my best friends. Uh, I have other friendships where uh, she calls me when she wants to go out to dinner and then go back to her apartment for sexy time. So it, it kind of just depends on what the two of us are looking for. We hash it out. We decide, yes, thumbs up, thumbs down. What if we did it this way? And then we proceed if all things sound good. Yeah, and I don't think anybody expects you to like be the authority on relationship anarchy. Oh, I, love the, I love the fact <laughs> that you just define it as what it is for you. Uh, let me go back just a little bit because I, I heard you say you're divorced, right? I am as well. Um, but was that a monogamous relationship? And then how did the transition kind of take place for you? Yeah, for sure. So I was married for about 11 years. Um, and most of that was monogamous, very traditional, very, um, yeah, very monogamous. And towards the last half of it, um, it opened up a little bit. I would say that wasn't, you know, looking back on it with the perspective I have now, almost a decade later, um, there were more healthy ways to do it. <laughs> we were kind of just went with the don't ask, don't tell approach, um, which worked, you know, the divorce happened for other non-related reasons, but, uh, that that was kind of how we, myself and the ex-wife, got kind of uh, into this in the first place with experimenting and finding out the big wide world of plenty of new friends out there and kind of going from there. Yeah. Nice. So, I mean, if I could put you on the spot a little bit here, like there's got to be it. a spot where this has failed at some point, right? Like, is there <laughs> is there a scenario or a story you can share with us where like, man, it just, it just missed the mark? Yeah, I'll actually... Yes. Um, so early on in my online dating experience, um, it, it was it felt like the Wild West. I had no idea what I was doing. These apps were all pretty new, um, you know, other than just tweaking things, like almost like a marketing, A-B testing, like what works on my bio? If I put this phrase, if I put this phrase, these pictures, and just seeing what sticks. It was a lot of just shooting from the hip. But one thing I found on the internet at some point it was the headline of it was if it's not a fuck yes it's a no and that for me was like a, a a turning point because that helped me become a lot more direct with what i was looking for and so then i put that into my bios on the apps and one of the first women that i matched with through bumble after doing that was equally as direct and it was like the same day i made those changes we matched and it just reaffirmed that, yes, this is the right way to go about this. Like, know what you want, put it out there and see what happens. But it was also, this woman was my first sort of foray, if you will, into non-monogamy um, or being on the, the pitfalls side of it. So we matched and she was very clever. We were, you know, doing the chat thing and texting. And she's telling me the next day after we matched, she's telling me about her you know, her day, she's not feeling well or something. I just casually throw out anything I can, I can do. You know, we live 10 miles away. Like what's up tonight? And she says, you know what, bring a pizza, a beer and some Advil and come to my apartment. So <laughs> oh my who, am to, who am I to say no? <laughs> 
I feel like, were you actually for real though when you like offered that? Because it's like, whenever anyone's ever offered me, you're like, oh, that's nice. So like, I'm not actually ever going to take up anybody on this because I'm not going to have a stranger come over. Were you like 100% truthful that you were going to, whatever she said that was like in your well, comfort level? Well, I wasn't anything crazy. I mean, we're, we're just sort of shooting the shit. And I, it was within my comfort level, yes. You know, so when she says, yeah, just having kind of a, a stressful day and now I'm trying to look for ways to wind down and I just throw out, well, hey, you know, would you like me to come by and bring anything? Who knows what that's going to turn into? That turns into maybe her saying, let's grab a drink, let's have a date. She went straight for, yeah, here's my address. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And have you, at that point, had you ever gone directly to somebody's house from chatting online? No, no, I hadn't. That was uh, definitely a bit of a gamble. Um, so what like, made you decide, yeah, this time? Um, we had checked off all the various, you know, anything that we both felt we needed for verification. And even the night before when we were doing most of our chatting, we had already talked about meeting up and wanting to. So I'd already had pretty good baseline conversations with her that it was headed that direction. Um, it just ended up happening quite a bit more rapidly than it usually does. <laughs> so you took her up on the okay, offer. Yeah. You showed up with, with pizza, beer, and some Advil. And Advil. Yeah. And yep. then where do we go um, from there? So that was maybe like nine o'clock. And come midnight, pizza's gone, beer's gone. We're both just laying around in the zone. And, you know, we, we're, we're both just looking up stuff on the phones, laughing, just afterglow stuff. and she hits me with, hey, my husband's going to be home in about 20 minutes. And I'd like you to teach him that thing you did. <laughs> wait, so, wait, 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 she, wait, pause did, there. Yeah, go ahead. Carly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is why we have you on because Mark and I are just like, this is nothing we would ever do. Wait, did you know okay. she was married? Yes. Before you went over there. Yes. Did her husband okay. know was, she was in an open relationship or like was seeing other people? It turns out that they are actually, they were in a throuple. So it was the two of them who were married. And then they had another woman who was like a permanent third in their relationship who didn't live with them, but they included her on like, family vacations and stuff so it was a whole eye-opening experience but now you're introducing another guy into the relationship not another woman right with her husband yeah well so she tells me this and i it was the first time i'd ever been hit with with that so i was not comfortable um i had no time to process this it was hitting me in the moment i was like 20 minutes to get my clothes on and get out of here you say and she's like no no like, we want you to stay and i'm like it's a it's a weeknight i have a 6 a.m flight tomorrow <laughs> like i shouldn't even be here if i'm being honest like i'm not prepared for any of this i gotta go so i, I wait this did... thing. <laughs> it was kind of shame wait wait wait, wait. so yeah. i i have more questions i have more questions um please or I cut you off too. You said you, so I guess I misunderstood this part. So you guys, do you guys like hook up or you just kind of fooled around like after the pizza and beer? Is that what you're saying? And full, full hookup. Yes. A full hookup. Okay. 
And I don't, I don't know how raunchy yeah. I'm supposed to be on this podcast, Co. No, that's, yeah, that's good. You don't have to go into details. The full hookup, <laughs> okay. And you knew she was, you knew she was married already. And did, she, did you know the husband knew? Because I, like, about you coming over or that was your first time finding out he knew when she was like, oh, my husband's coming over. Why don't you teach him? this move so like six months after this happened I was thinking about it again and I went back and I was under the impression he was out of town that was just my mistake (laughs) I I was I was in my head and really excited for the you know the sex and I wasn't really reading everything that she was writing so that was that was on me no which is fine but you didn't like ask or you just kind of assumed which I would have assumed too right I feel like I'm always I'm dating somebody or was when I was dating it was like I was always more in the positive like I probably dated people for too long because I just like assumed the better of what they actually were or what they actually were wanting so you just assumed he was out of town so then she said you that so we, we I mean I was she told me about her situation yeah. so knew she was married knew she was open with the husband I just didn't think the husband was going to show up that night uh, and I definitely wasn't <laughs> expecting her to ask me to like teach him things. <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, what? Isn't that, oh, is that called, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. And we're just like, you know, just factual terminology. Is that called cuckolding? Is that right? Cuckolding? I, I thought cuckolding was when you do something with your partner watching. Is that what that means? Or is that, just I mean, that sounds pretty hot, hot, but no. Um, so cuckolding oh, is, that? <laughs> so cuckolding is like, it's, okay, yeah. So cuckolding is when the wife or the woman has, uh, does something without the other, her main partner, does something behind his back or with his, but for the cuckolding thing usually seems like it has some aspect of humiliation to it. And that wasn't this, like he, mm. he wasn't fucking me to humiliate him or make him or turn back around and like tell him after all the different stories or whatever. So I, I don't think he was a cuckold, I, but I don't actually, that's not really terrible. Oh, wow. Okay. Really There's just like so many terms. I just don't even know, but okay. So is there, is there a know term that. or is there a, a term? I mean, yeah, I, I, I've always, I feel like read up on things like I, or I thought, you know, whatever, like it's, I don't go deep down to rabbit holes, but um yeah, it's just, I think everything so, is, it's, 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 it's interesting. There's just like, just so many things, but uh, yeah. Is there a name for this or is this be part of like, this is more first call my, I'm just curious. Yeah. Education. He's like, <laughs> sure. So I'll, I mean, I've gone down these rabbit holes just trying to figure out what labels work and don't work for myself. And, um, pot wifing maybe. So where the woman goes out you, and you say pot, a hot Hot, like hot, not cold. Hot wife. <laughs> hot wifing as a term. Never. Mark, is weird. These terms. First time for me. The yeah, this, <laughs> this is a label. It gets used in the swinger community, and it goes along with cuckolding a little bit, but doesn't necessarily have the humiliation aspect to it. But it's just a, a mm. usually a wife that goes out on her own dates with or without the husband being there or involved, and. I guess if the husband's there, it's more just like a threesome or like swinging. But yeah, usually the wife goes out, does her own thing, comes back, and that's 
get hot wife is like the least term for that. I'm, is my understanding. All right. So you pulled okay, the record, right? And uh, at, at this point, I, I assume you get out of there before the husband shows up. And then like, is there any follow-up to this like conversation or, um, you know, interaction? She, uh, <laughs> the only follow-up was a couple months later. She texted me again. Um, there's a, uh, there is a local lifestyle swingers, we'll call it a sex club, but they don't like that term. Um, and she did invite me to go to that on the, the GB night. Um, <laughs> Carly. What's <a> GB <laughs> night? <laughs> what might you think that stands for at the sex club? <laughs> okay, I don't want to sound naive. I mean, this is very naive. Uh, I don't. G- she wait, was G- organizing G- a gangbang for herself. Oh my god, that's not the word I was thinking of. So yes, obviously. Okay, <laughs> got yeah. it. So I hear from her a couple months later, and she invites me, and I respectfully declined because <laughs> I only met her once, and I didn't know what I was doing. So wow, yeah, is this that that I've heard? Because I, my boyfriend's friend, who I'm hoping we record after this. Um, he has talked about this underground sex club in Seattle, which is not the appropriate name, like he said, but is there more, is there one of these, is there, is there multiple of these kind of clubs? And I only know about any of this because, which my female listeners will know, and maybe Mark, because you watch a lot of female shows with Janelle Younger, um, with Hilary Duff, they, Janelle will know what I'm talking about, is like, they go to like a sex club, one of the episodes, and that's the most knowledge I know. So just curious, because you're all from this area. Is there one or is there multiple here? There, uh, there's one sex club. There's one, another one in the same area that's more focused on like BDSM. And then there are a number of swinger groups or like, like lifestyle groups. Um, and there's a lot of overlap, but life, the lifestyle, they're in the lifestyle. Yeah. I feel like I could just see a very naive couple like, oh, it's for couples who, who like to have fun lifestyles. Like in a very like, oh, they go sailing and they go rock climbing. <laughs> like, couldn't you see like a, probably a movie where they go in thinking like, oh, this is for people yeah. who like an adventurous lifestyle. I mean, they're not wrong. Uh, the way, <laughs> but the way I found out about all of these is because, um, but two years ago, I discovered Seattle has nude beaches, which I don't know if anybody knew that. And I know of like one. So partner and I went and loved it. And we were like, it would be really great if there were places we could go do this on vacation that also didn't have rules about like touching. And so turns out there are many places around the country and the world where you can just show up and stay at an all-inclusive resort and be naked and just, you know, they sell out every, every weekend and there's a hundred couples there and everybody's just walking around drinking, having a good time. It's like a, like an orgy vacation. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Those happen too, but usually later in the night and then in the special rooms. Um, more often it's just uh, okay. you're hanging out with your with your couple, with your friend, or and you, you know make new friends in the hot tub or the pool and... At some point, if everybody's attracted, they start, somebody will start negotiating. Hey, do you want to hook up? Do you want to go back to our room? And it's just a yes or a no question. And no harm, no foul if you say no. So you're pretty, you're pretty open. That was a lot. No, this is great. You're you're pretty open about this, which I really appreciate. Where do stereotypes come into play? Like, what do you run into where, you know, people who maybe aren't open-minded about this, like start placing judgment or like, you know, just have some misconceived ideas. Yeah. So the, I hear two over and over and over again. Um, I would say most people who I disclose any level of this to, um, I mean, you guys asked me here for the podcast, so I might as well just say all of it, but if I'm just having a conversation I almost always get one of two responses. It's either I could never do that or I am so secure. Like, oh, I have the love of my life at home. I don't know why I would look for anybody else. Or the second one is I could never do that because I get so jealous. And so I think that just those two are are the main ones that come up. And there's a lot of, maybe they're not stereotypes. So there's just a lot of feeling. There's a lot of culture. There's a lot of societal compulsion that goes around this. Um, that really, really blocks a lot of people from even having a conversation where they entertain that it's a possibility. Interesting. And I love the fact that you kind of brought up jealousy because I'm wondering, like, and this is probably more, more of a personal question, right? But where are the, where are the boundaries or do you have boundaries? Yes. Yeah. You got to have boundaries. Um, but going back to the, the relationship anarchy part of it, or I guess anybody who's trying to do ethical non-monogamy I mean it doesn't work if you don't talk about it and so the boundaries can be anything I mean the boundaries are just whatever makes you uncomfortable or makes your partner uncomfortable um for me and my partner for example the boundaries we've also we thought we had boundaries and that was cute and then we started doing this and we realized what the boundaries (laughs) really were (laughs) so you kind of learn from like trial by fire on some of these but you know we as we're dating separately um we don't bring other people back to our place so that's kind of reserved for my partner and and her for me um if we are at one of these resorts or one of those clubs um you know we we love meeting other other couples and going into a room a private room with them as just the four of us but one of the rules is you know we don't want to do separate rooms so you know i don't i don't want to go in with the other guy's wife and my partner goes in with the husband we all like to do it in the same room so there's there's things like that but with the jealousy it i think it comes with the territory and i think jealousy in the first place i I don't think there's like a more pure human emotion I, i think that's just something we all feel but if you've talked about it and if you trust your partner then what's jealousy like i'm you know, just because I feel jealous, that's not even me being uncomfortable with something that she might be doing. It's simply 
fear of missing out or, or what if she falls in love with that other guy and his equipment and then never comes back to me? These are, these are unfounded insecurities and these are all me issues. So for jealousy, I, I spend a lot of time just being reflective and introspective and picking it apart anytime I do start to feel it. I will say the one thing that's really helped, the one material thing is I don't like it when she texts me before she goes on a date because then I'm in my head thinking about it and just can't wait to hear from her until after. So, but the text, when she hits me up and she's like, Hey, I went on a date. I got, just got home. And it's like six in the morning. I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And then, yeah, it was like, I could never, yeah, I'm, I'm monogamous for sure. <laughs> I cannot handle it for everybody. And then for you, Sean, like, where's, where's the commitment factor come in? Like, is there room for a fully committed relationship that still has, you know, this openness to it? Or is it more of a situation where, yes, you're involved with somebody, but there's room for anyone and everyone else to, to come in on different levels? Yeah. So that's actually a really good point too. One of the Yes, about stereotypes. One of the stereotypes with open relationships or non-monogamy or all this stuff we're doing is it, people think it's just kind of a big stew of anything goes. And it's, it definitely isn't. Um, with relationship anarchy, the notion of commitment and love come up quite a bit. Um, going back to my own definition, for me, I do love my partner. Uh, an incredible amount, but that is not where the commitment is coming from. The commitment is coming from intention and choice that I'm making. So there's a million reasons why I love spending time with this person. There are a million things that I love talking about with this person. Um, we enjoy all sorts of different activities, um, whether it's games, reading, all the different sex stuff. So framing it up like that, intention and me choosing her, that's where that commitment comes from. And the fact that I love her is just kind of icing on the cake. So I do think there is a lot of room for what might even look like a long-term traditional commitment. Um, but at the same time, you know, relationship anarchy, we, we might never cohabitate. You know, I'm, I'm raising a daughter as a divorced dad, and that takes up a lot of my time. And, you know, I, I don't really, at this stage in my life, neither my daughter nor I are looking to bring another, any sort of adult figure in as a parental capacity right now. Um, and my partner is not necessarily looking to <laughs> come in and, you know, be on that automatic relationship escalator where we move in and she's now a step parent and that sort of stuff. So back to just discussing what we want spending a hell of a lot of time figuring out what we want in the first place and then just bouncing it off each other and saying like, Hey, does this work? What do you think? What if we did it this way? Okay. And just going from there. It's, we negotiate and renegotiate a lot of things. Anytime something changes, anytime it's kind of like, um, Hey, I'm feeling this, or I've been feeling this, or I've, I've been wishing we spend more time together, or I wish we talk on the phone more or, um, just any types of those things. If one or the other of us is feeling that we could use a little bit more, we say that to our, the person and then it's that person's responsibility to respond. And hopefully I've chosen a person that responds in a way that can help meet my needs. But if they can't, or they choose not to, that's okay too, because 
there's other people and the whole open aspect means that we all get to find them and, and get our needs met. Yeah, that's such a solid yeah, thing. Kumbaya Zen answer. Yeah, no, I just feel no, like I've spoken to monogamous married couples who don't have the level of communication it sounds like you have, like honesty, openness, right? Just the ability that to have like, such the, a real conversation. That that right there is the thing I've realized the hardest, just over and over and over again. Communication is one of those, it's almost a trope. It gets hit so often on like sitcoms and stuff and like anything, is, oh, they're not communicating. But you're right. The communication level for doing what we're doing is like nothing I've ever experienced before. And and I could never go back. I would never have it any other way. Going back to just, you know, if 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 I just want to spend the entire week by myself, getting drunk every night because I fucking feel like it, just the ability to say that. Like, hey, I'm just going to sit around and play video games for the next five nights. Like, that's not something I do over and over, but... Just anything that I or my partner happens to want or feels, it's just a safe space for us to be able to, to state it plainly and trust that we've chosen somebody who's going to respond in a good way. All right. I got two more questions. Mm-hmm. One's legit. One's totally oh, wait, wait, Can I ask a question, Mark? Uh, yeah. Carly, you, <laughs> you, 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 you told me to run and I'm all in here. <laughs> I know. No, I love it. I love it. I'm like, wait, I have a question, sir. Normally, and I'm, normally I'm leading this. So I, I love that you're taking action. I mean, obviously you're big time at your job. So like I'm seeing all those skills like flood through the screen right now. Um, but no, one thing, because we all work in a certain industry that I won't name that. Um, but uh, no, one question that I was, I was curious about, and this might just be a really quick answer too. Um, you said negotiation a lot, like a lot, a lot. Um, how you talk to your partner, how you talk to other couples, like one-off people. And then, and then marks the communication, which is like, I mean, I, I don't know. Do you feel like, those are, do you feel like negotiation and communication are the same thing as a definition? in a relationship. No, no, I don't. The, the communication is just being able to talk, to have those channels open and to not, um, what's Gotterman say? There's four horsemen that represent the upcoming pending doom of any relationship. So, you know, as long as you can talk with the person that you're partnered with and not allow resentment and rage and whatever the other things are to creep in. I mean, there's literally nothing my partner could say to me that I, or I mean, I I say this, but I, I like to think that anything my partner ever says to me about what she is thinking, what she wants or what she wants differently, my reaction is to sit with that no matter how uncomfortable it makes me in that second and actually listen to it and, and pick it apart and it might take me some time depending on what it is. Um, but to come back and at least have an honest answer, like, yes, I can do this or no, I can't do this, or I'm okay with you doing this. If so, that's the communication and negotiation sometimes, sometimes go hand in hand like that, but I don't think they're necessarily the exact same thing. Yeah. And that's why I agree. I just find it really interesting. And I was curious because you just kept saying that with your partner. And I feel like, I, I didn't want to say like, okay, but like first, like 
initially I assumed that was more in non-monogamous relationships, but I mean, I do my fair amount of negotiation. Like we have like, you know, we, like, yeah, I would agree with both. You just, you just, I use it a lot, but I feel like yeah, there's way more boundaries. Maybe, I don't know. Now, like, you know, I'm also thinking open-minded, so I'm also just like um, processing. So I'm like, well, I mean, we have boundaries too, I guess, but like, we don't talk about them that often. Like one is like, you know, I have a dating podcast and I'm in a relationship and he, and, <laughs> and call and Colin was telling me like that he was talking to his coworkers today about like who does his coworkers broke up with his his girlfriend um and Colin had talked to him about like how I have a pod a dating podcast and he was just like what you're okay with that and he's like well yeah it's like there's no new dating story like we're not dating like it's like we're, you know like, yeah. yeah so it's just I don't know like that was so, a really like tangent but, but to give um, another example is like let's say you guys are trying to figure out what to eat for dinner and you love Thai food and you haven't had Thai food in like three months. And you're like, I fucking want Thai food. That's all I want for the tonight. Like I'm not thinking about any other food until I get this. And if you say that and your purchasing is just not feeling Thai food, like that's, that's a negotiation, but that's a very right, low level sure. version of it. But you know, versus sure. communications more just being able to talk about whatever. I don't know. There's a lot of overlap. Right. And it's definitely a skill set. Like, yeah, we just had a recent, yeah. So I would say, podcast should go, but well, before. that negotiation is probably the biggest thing with relationship anarchy. Every article I've ever read on relationship anarchy mentions this concept of negotiating because every relationship I have, whether it's friends, whether it's coworkers, whether it's partners, or, or this, that, the other thing. I don't know what they want until I've asked and they don't know if I'm looking what I'm looking for until I've said it out loud or told them expressly. And so, you know, if I meet somebody cute and want something more romantic, I need to say that. Otherwise they might just assume it's platonic. Similarly, if I'm hanging out with somebody and maybe we hang out three, four times and nothing has happened, no, nothing romantic, no kisses or anything, but now if they are thinking we're dating, but they haven't said that to me, I'm just assuming this is some cool new person I'm hanging out with sometimes. But right. this is why you got to negotiate and you got to trust that it's, that, I mean, trust or not, you just got to say it out loud. You got to know what you're looking for, know what you're about and fish for what you want. All right. So a little, little bit of a, a pivot here, but you've got a 12 year old daughter. Right. We're talking about communication right now. There has to be a high level of communication with them. Right. And do you have any like hopes for for their relationships uh, in the future at all? Or. Oh, my God. That's a great question. Um, yes. So. I try and I try and have a high level of communication with everybody. Like I said, there's no going back for me. So I, I err on the side of over communication and I'm trying to instill that in my daughter. Um, time will tell if it works, you know, they're 12, <laughs> so the whole preteen thing. But in terms of what I'm hopeful for with their relationship is just, I, I want to demonstrate what a healthy relationship looks like. So it doesn't matter what that is. I, I don't want my kid growing up thinking that the Disney relationship escalator is like the be all end all way to do relationships. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, my daughter, 
they're happy kids and I'm going to do everything I can to bolster their happiness. And, and, you know, I don't want to control, I, and I, I tell them this as well. Um, I want to guide, I want to teach. I'm kind of a teacher by nature, but I don't want to control their relationships because that'll just blow up in everybody's face. So we'll, we'll see. I, I think I got maybe another six to 12 months before they start dating and then I'll have to give you like a real answer. <laughs> no, that's, that, that's a very real answer in my opinion. All right. My last question, Carly, I'll, I'll leave it with you after this. And this is the asinine question, which you can just say no to or lie about if you want. But uh, if you, if you had to put a number on partners, where, where are you at? This year? <laughs> sure. This year. Wow. That's a bold question. I was, that's really bold. You don't have to answer that if you don't want to, but if you want to go for it. Um, well, there isn't a spreadsheet, but um yeah, I mean, it's, you doesn't. <laughs> you doesn't. I mean, that, Wait, it, are you saying like, this year as in January 1st? Or are you saying January 2021? Rolling 12 months. Remember, rolling 12 months. Today is, today is January 6, 2022 is when we're recording this. Okay, so, so this year is two. <laughs> so you're saying in 2021, a couple dozen? Is that what you said? Um, maybe a dozen. I, I don't think that's that crazy. Like, and I shouldn't say anything is crazy, but it just. But how do you count too? Because I mean, like if me and my partner hook up with another couple and I didn't do anything with the other husband, does he count? Like. Now we're going way deeper than I ever intended. Again, I was, <laughs> I was just like asking a bullshit question, right? So <laughs> I appreciate the level y'all yeah. are going to on this, but. Well, it's what I've been saying this whole time, Mark. Like, you gotta, you gotta pick it apart. You gotta know where you stand on it, and then you can give real answers and real response. <laughs> so, like, the last thing I want to kind, <laughs> kind of end with, because I, I don't know where to go from there. Um, <laughs> but um, I just love how open this conversation is and has been, and how you know you've been, you know, educating us from your standpoint. Because um, that's a part of this podcast. It is a story from my just going on dates and learning and communicating because I know there's some people related being in their 30s and like you know society telling us we're old and like you know we're losers we're not finding anybody yet um but the other thing I like you know resources so like one of our podcasts is on um no but like uh, uh attachment styles is like one of our was one of our and there's a whole book about attachment styles is it was an episode so for anybody yeah. who's curious about relationship anarchy or okay, is there any kind of and it's maybe there may not be an answer for this but is there any kind of like book or like to be able to google it like is there a resource I found that's helpful that. to learn about this yes uh you mentioned attachment styles we could have an entire two-hour conversation but we had an that. episode with it <laughs> yeah so the book in particular that i'm thinking of is poly secure um, it's about attachment styles and it's specifically, you know, poly. So it's kind of the ethical non-monogamy side of things. So poly secure is great. And my other go-to resource is another podcast called black and kinky. And I've learned so much from just those two. I, I can give you a whole bunch more podcasts and resources, but those two are, are what got me well down the path. And like, 
really, really helped my understanding and helped me get to the bottom of this for myself. Um, yeah, I would, I would go with those two. Love it. Thank you. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't know. And like, let's have the person like in the relationship and, and you kind of hinted at this is you're like, there's no going back. It's like, we're all growing beings. And it's just been interesting with, you know, us all being in our thirties or mid to late thirties slash Mark, I'm pulling you down into the thirties. Are you? We're all the same age in our thirties. We're all the same age. It's like, we are all growing and, and evolving. Um, and there's nothing, there's, it's a good thing. It's a healthy thing to keep learning and to not be stale. So, so I, I love how much you own this and like are confident about it, which is why I've always appreciated our friendship and like being able to call you on your bullshit, <laughs> both of you. <laughs> if, if there is any uh, more Sean than Mark, but uh, that's also Mark's just also my fellow Pisces. So there's a whole other emotional element that we have to our relationship. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I love having you on, Sean. This is like super, like I said, educational, interesting. Um, I think some people relate to this, like maybe it'll help people understand themselves better. Like um, it's another element to the podcast that I didn't think I'd ever be able to add. So, so thank you for being on with us today. Yeah. So appreciate the, the realness, the honesty and, and Sean, this might be my, my favorite interview we've done so far. So thank you. <laughs> wow. Thank you. There you go. I, I appreciate being invited. And uh, if anybody hits you with more questions, I'm happy to weigh in if you think that'd be fun. Awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely let you know. Well, guys, this is our people. I mean, can I tell you guys? I know I, I call myself that's a whole other conversation. Um, but thank you again for being on. This is like so awesome recording this. And yeah, listeners, we will talk to you next time. I'm always awkwardly ending this. So so <laughs> thanks for listening <laughs> and have a good rest of your night. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.